The Rural News with Kim Moody in Ōtautahi. Kia ora Kim and the Labour Inspectorate has found some RSE workers have been living in unacceptable conditions. Kia ora Mani, that's right. Sika, which is the country's largest kiwifruit grower, houses some of its RSE workers at the Kenswick Christian Camp in Rotorua. The recognised seasonal employer scheme allows 16,000 workers from the Pacific Islands to travel here to work in the horticulture sector each year. An RSE liaison officer complained about the camp to the Labour Inspectorate, saying workers were crammed into rooms with little space to house their suitcases. They said the water, they said the hot water was often run out. There were only two washing machines for 164 people and that the women's and men's quarters were close together leaving women feeling unsafe. After a visit to the camp in May, the Labour Inspectorate found the rooms were overcrowded and that the living conditions were unacceptable. Seeker Chief Executive Michael Franks admits it's not normal practice to house RSE workers at a school camp. So you've got to cast your mind back to when, um, you know, when the height of the season and COVID was on. Uh, and, uh, you know, the industry and seeker was extremely short of labour. Uh, and we had, you know, an irregular arrival of RECs coming, which we desperately needed. Uh, we didn't have a lot of accommodation vacant and sitting around. Uh, and so we had to put people in places that we wouldn't normally put them. In saying that, Keswick is actually a very good accommodation facility. It's not, it's not as bad as it's portrayed. Not at all. Mr Frank says before any company can house REC workers, the facilities are checked by the Labour Inspectorate and have to meet certain requirements. Some of the people who come to New Zealand coming from Pacific Islands, when they sleep back at home, they sleep communally. So what's happened here is people have moved bedding out of their allotted cabin and concentrated bedding into some cabins where they want to sleep communally. We can't stop them doing that. We haven't overcrowded or jammed people in the facilities. They have actually reallocated where they're sleeping by their choice. And so it's not it's not true, nor is it fair to say that we have overcrowded. It's actually not it's actually not the case. Michael Frank says Seeker is building a $5 million purpose-built accommodation quarter in Katikati, which can house 140 workers, and the company has also leased a facility in Tupuki, which can house 112 people. He says better accommodation options are coming, but they don't happen overnight. The Ministry for Primary Industries says it's sticking with strict border controls to keep foot and mouth out, despite Indonesia's claims there are no new cases of the disease in the holiday hotspot of Bali. Indonesian officials say they haven't recorded a single new case of the livestock disease on the island for almost two months now. Sally Murphy reports. New Zealand increased protection measures at the border after foot and mouth was detected in Indonesia in May. Farmers grew increasingly concerned when the disease was found in Bali, a popular holiday destination. Bali's Agriculture and Food Security Office says it hasn't recorded a new case on the island since the start of August. But data from Indonesian authorities shows there's still 96,000 active foot-and-mouth cases throughout the country. Biosecurity New Zealand's Deputy Director-General Stuart Anderson says the overall trend of the disease, not the daily case numbers, is what matters and foot-and-mouth is not under control in Indonesia yet. He says heightened measures at the border such as disinfectant foot baths and extra screening for arrivals from Indonesia will continue. 
And as you may have heard in the business news, Sinley Milk's net profit jumped to $38.5 million for the year to July, just a year after the company posted its largest ever profit loss. The company posted a loss of $28.5 million for the same period last year, as it bore the cost of a sharp drop in orders for infant milk formula from its major customer, A2 Milk. Sinley's chief executive, Grant Watson, says growing demand in the company's ingredients businesses is helping to drive up profits. Due to better premium payment, sales phasing, and a product mix weighted towards skim milk powder versus whole milk powder. Higher sales volumes from our FY21 inventory sell down, lower cost structures, strong FX management. The next bar is nutritionals, and that delivered 27.2 million margin growth due to higher production of base powders. Grant Watson from Sinlay. Several hundred Southland farmers can now get the green light to winter graze on sloped land after Environment Southland eased some rules around the practice. Under new rules coming into effect next year, if farmers can't meet certain requirements, they must get a certified freshwater farm plan or apply for a resource consent for winter grazing. But Environment Southland's Bruce Halligan says that makes it challenging for some farmers in the region, so the council's created a new pathway to help farmers meet the regulations. One of the issues that it raises in Southland is that we have a number of farmers in some of our high country areas, particularly around northern Southland, who uh, can't meet the, one of the permitted activity criteria, which is that they aren't grazing, they're not doing intensive winter grazing on land 10 degrees or less. So in other words, to explain that a bit further, they haven't got any land that, that's not at least that steep, so they, all their land is 10 degrees or more. So we've set up an alternative pathway, which is we call, it's called a deemed permitted activity the Resource Management Act provides for that when things are marginal or temporary non-compliance. So we've established a pathway for land that's between 10 and 15 degrees. If the farmer meets all the other permitted activity criteria, they can apply. Bruce Halligan says intensive winter grazing practices in Southland have improved drastically in the past few years. We're looking at ways that we can continue to work with the rural sector to encourage people to comply. So farmers can influence other things, right? They can influence the riparian margins and whether they graze in in, uh, critical source areas, those sorts of things, but they can't affect the topography of their land or can't influence that. So we're hopeful that this may provide another alternative pathway for those people. Bruce Halligan says the new pathway will give farmers more certainty ahead of next winter. And just time enough left to tell you the outcome of the John Luxton Memorial Tournament held at the weekend. Farmers went head-to-head against MPs in a rugby match and a netball game in efforts to raise money for the John Luxton Trust, which supports young Māori into agricultural careers. In hard-fought games, the parliamentary team took out the netball match 27-24 to and the rugby match ended in a draw. That's the Rural News. Quite Ate Purongo or Tetai Fenua.